When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My goodness me. Oh, we'll get there. Private panel. I'm on sexy watch. You want to wear that top? It's good. It's brown. Where are the bobbleheads? Mr. J. Ira Tulip. Hey there, and welcome to Podleadum. That's top model podcast spelled backwards. I'm Alexander Price, and when I go to different countries, I want to go have a nice dinner and a glass of wine. Or four. I'm Hannah Jane Ginsburg, and when you're in the jungle and the things are happening that the coach said, you're like, damn. (laughs) And I'm J.W. Crump, and my strategy is to go by myself and have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Did we all pick Melrose? (laughs) No, I did a Tyra. I did a Tyra. 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 (laughs) Two Melrose and a Tyra. We're, of course, talking about Cycle 7, Episode 10, The Girl Who Sticks Her Foot in Her Mouth. Gulp. This is finally an accurate title. (laughs) Accurate, but lame. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Why is it the girl who sticks a pole up Nigel's butt? (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) yes. Okay. This skirt that Carrie D is wearing (laughs) is been a shawl that was on a side table in this house that she's wrapped around her waist. Mm -hmm. She found treats. Resourceful. (laughs) (laughs) But we do finally have the stereotypical music I was waiting for. Yes, there it is. There's that Spanish guitar. Mm castanets. Click, 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 click. (laughs) And Melrose totally called the male models of her own volition. (laughs) It's so cash. So cash. They make Melrose do all of these cash things. <laughs> yeah. W- remember when they meet, she met Elisa Traub? Because <laughs> she's such a cash so, person. So cash. So so Lucas, easy breezy. <laughs> Lucas and the boys come over. Not Nacho. Nope. Nacho is eradicated. Well, Nacho was models. Jada's boy, so she couldn't come. Well, he couldn't also, come. I agree. No I know. No one traded for Nacho. <laughs> So they go to dinner at El Foro, and I'm pretty sure it's right next to the hotel. You get a reservation. <laughs> um, so here's how Amanda compares <gasps> Spanish men. <gasps> Just like how Melrose compared Spanish women to American women. Amanda's now comparing Spanish boys to American boys, and she was like, they're the same jokes, but Spanish boys smell better. What? what? Same jokes? You couldn't understand them yesterday. <laughs> I wanted a lot more with same jokes. And I think they just mean like same silly flirty style. Yes. But yes. like, what a weird way to put that. But hey, what happens in Spain stays, stays in, in Spain. Spain. Hey, These boys, girls we're are just gonna, ready to go. We're going to go back to the apartment and play some games. Play games. What games <laughs> did you find in this house? Twister. <laughs> And Jenga. I, I love whoever Henga. says, I don't know how that conversation with Carrie D and Victor went, but it ended in making out. I have a it theory. Michelle. <laughs> I have a theory about what happened between Carrie D and Victor. So they get back to the apartment immediately on the balcony, fully making out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grinding. 
Then we cut to what looks like <sighs> Carrie D sneaking him out of the house because we know that she got the solo bed, the big bed. Wait, wait, wait. Can I do the dramatic reenactment? Yes, please. Go. Go. Adios. <laughs> <laughs> and Carrie D looks bedraggled in a way that she hasn't even looked yet. Yeah. Like, it looks That's like they just, do, baby. they just fucked in that big bed. Oh, I just realized this is why you guys had the conspiracy theory to do, 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 do that she has no boyfriend. <laughs> she had no boyfriend. Yeah. Because why wasn't this a cheating storyline? Yes. Why no angst whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I would love if right now Carrie D's boyfriend at the time is you listening to our podcast <laughs> and be like, wait, I just put this together. <laughs> We're married now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so, pod leader ruining lives <laughs> so the girls this is the least effort they've ever gone into a produced tyra moment because they just set out six chairs five facing one chair uh, and michelle's talking head <laughs> word for word is we're getting ready for some surprise thing uh. <laughs> What little effort! Did you think it was going to be an inquisition? I just, but I they didn't give Michelle any information. Like, nope. and also to just call it some surprise thing. All these things are. There wasn't things. another girl who said something you could have edited in instead. No, Brooke isn't there. That's true. Post is sad. Uh, so this this sit down. whole shenanigan. Oh my god! Is so problematic in so many ways. So and, the difference, truly, I wonder if Tyra did this just to save a little bit of her own ass, especially with what happened last episode and how she talked to Jada. Maybe mm -hmm. because the diff, the big difference between acting and modeling is you can't improve upon the product. Excuse me. Well, here's what it's like to be a professional singer, according to Tyra Banks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're a singer. And they're like, ooh, you kind of sing off key sometimes. You can go to a singing coach and kind of get better. <laughs> and I'll say, all of us are singers. <laughs> all three of us. <laughs> yes. yes. So Canonically. Like, we understand that that is true. <laughs> 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 that sometimes you're just bad at the thing you pour your entire life into. And then you yeah. can get it kind of better with a little bit of coaching. Yeah. Same with acting. Yeah. If you're bad at it, you just get a little too, a little teach. You're kind of better. But then Tyra's saying that despite the fact that she created a show that literally is, is teaching this... people how to model, uh -huh. you can't get better at it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the what? entire premise of the show. Uh. <laughs> also, we've had people who have come in with the storyline that they toned up their bodies, got like learn fashion did all there's so much stuff you can do to be a better model it's so easy yeah you can improve being a model i'm gonna actually argue that instagram in this day in age has taught mm -hmm. me that working out can do a lot for your modeling career <laughs> <laughs> i say this with the utmost love for all of my fitness folks that i've worked with working out is one of the dumbest and easiest things you can do because it's just repetitive motion yep there's ways to be good and better at it but in of general course. you can improve your body if you'd want to and don't have yeah. an, underly an underlying issue i think also that tyra perhaps went to a coach for how to be a talk show host 
Because she presents topics the same way every single time. <laughs> like a kid who learned how to write an essay in English class, like the three paragraph essay. Oh, hell like, yeah. In this paper, I will do this, this, and this. Because yes. Tyra always opens a topic by saying, what I want to talk to you about is... Yes. This is what my I thesis want to, statement. What I want to talk to you about is what America's next top model is. Oh my god, new project. Who does? We <laughs> take the inspiration from Mad Libs and do a Tyra <gasps> sit-down talk Mad Libs. Yes! Oh my god. Please Done. don't make that out there. Listener. I'll probably make okay, that. Great. I'll make that. I mean, guys, here's the thing. We get that Patreon going. I will make it. I will make it. Okay. And I'll post the good ones. The Love. I don't I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but the energy that the girls are giving when they're sitting perfectly sum up these girls. Melrose is listening with her ankles crossed like she's at cotillion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carrie D has her arm over Michelle's chair. Mm-hmm. And Eugenia has her head in her hand looking so bored. <laughs> so bored. <laughs> and then the twins are just there. They exist. So one well, then Tyra takes a page out of like the middle school girl handbook again and says what's the worst thing that's been said to you in the judging room i wrote them all down did you yeah let's hear it okay michelle said the worst thing was when she was told she looked like a four-year-old in mom's heels carrie d said last week yeah Melrose said the perfect answer. It was the first panel when you said I looked old. But ever since then, you've said great things to me. (laughs) Eugenia said she's immune to it because she's always bad. I loved Eugenia's answer. I did too. Give it to Tyra being like, I don't know, every experience. And then Amanda said, well, Mr. J said that I shouldn't be here at some point. Did we hear that? Nope. When did Mr. J say that to Amanda? No idea. Amanda doesn't even remember. And also, that's not technically judging panel, if it's Mr. J. Yeah. Like, anyway, I I just, all their answers are accurate and smart, but also, I don't truly understand the point of this, because Tyra knows these answers, and then afterwards is just like, but we're doing this to make you better. I'm being hard. I'm critiquing you. I'm coaching you to make you better that's the real thing and i'm like but it's not it's not how someone would go about modeling it is true that you have to have thick skin and get used to rejection mm-hmm. yes but that's kind of not what happens in a critique and judging in this kind of thing because once you get rejected you're out <laughs> yeah you'll never hear this they're not going to say mean things to your face yeah no. you just won't hear back and then the metaphors twist and turn and become even more nonsensical well and the thing she said i think that is the most offensive she's like i'm gonna be really harsh on you and you can hate me and your fans can hate me because i'm sacrificing myself for you she, Jesus by being Christ, no. really mean to you so and then also i'm your mama and also i'm a coach and the coach is in the jungle a place of love a place of mama <laughs> i just don't understand what producer or why tyra thought this was a necessary addition. Give me that th- we could have spent this time visiting Skyla, not in yes. the recap, and this could have been pushed aside. <laughs> I don't understand. Justice for Skyla. But the episode makes it up to me. 
when I get to meet someone who mm. I wrote the note made my genitalia explode. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. hold on. So they get their tire mail. And it's obviously ghosties. Oh. We head to Elite Barcelona <laughs> where we meet Pancho Saula. Pancho! Uh. Puera tenerlo. Puera tenerlo. I Those think that's can get it in Spanish. Eyebrows, y'all. Oh. Guys, we all have the same reaction. <sighs> also, my favorite thing about Pancho Saula is that he is dorky and nice. Yes. Yes. He's, he's also, he's got all the hot guy looks with none of the hot guy personality. It's and the, I stand it. Oh, he was so gorgeous and also the most normal looking person. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. like, it was like some big Spanish Oscar Isaac energy. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh so he tells the girls that they have to see 10 designers. And the criteria for these go-sees are personal appearance, runway walk, personality, and portfolio. And he's got their portfolio, and it seems like the first time they're getting it. Yeah, they haven't mm-hmm, seen these sure. photos, really. Uh, and he tells them that Spanish people love smiles and energy, yeah. just like Tyler. Just like Ty. Also, <laughs> this time, he very specifically says a point system, although we don't actually see, see it, it this time. And it's 6 p.m. I mean, who knows when they're starting, but that's later. They had four hours. Four hours. Four hours. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Melrose, oh, yeah, we saw that guys, clock in the middle. At literally, at one, as soon as he says 6 p.m., Melrose checks her watch. Yep. And then goes, that is the most important rule, because Melrose understands rules. Melrose watches the show. I will say, though, just the only, like, wrinkle mm, in this, this is actually one of the most standard go-see challenge yes because they're walking around they have a map they can do whatever they want they get a map the only wrinkle is that it's in spanish right and the world's in how spanish do none of these in. girls speak spanish amanda and michelle are from anaheim california do you guys how you hannah you speak a little bit of spanish like restaurant spanish yeah okay jw yeah. do you know like you could kind of get by hola <laughs> I, just, hola. I just don't understand how out of, like these five girls can't get it together with figuring it out especially since in other cycles like i remember was it robin or somebody who in paris actually spoke a little bit of french yeah like it's one of those languages that people actually that's often learn in school it's different when you're in thailand yeah most people in america don't necessarily have thai lessons I was surprised that they just didn't take more cabs since they were apparently allowed to take cabs yeah yeah and then you can just point to where you want to go and they can drive you yeah yeah they would understand that so this becomes an interesting dynamic of teaming up where the first team up we see is eugenia carrie d who just decided well we have to go to all these places and apparently a lot of the places are kind of clustered it feels like there's a five and five five far away five close to them so i wanted to talk about this a little bit because i felt like the show didn't do an adequate job of describing what barcelona is like okay Mm. Because in, Bar- yeah. in Barcelona, there is, it's like in the middle, there's a more ancient city that's okay. very small. And um, like the cabs can't really get through a lot of the places. The streets are super narrow. Sure. And then it spreads out like decades later, they built more onto the city, which is more of a modern city. There's wider streets. It's, a, it's much more spread out. So getting around Barcelona, it can actually be quite difficult. So okay. I imagine that, like, some were in the newer part of the city and some were in the older part of the city. Sure. 
would be my guess. Yeah. I just interesting. I don't I don't understand the impetus to team up though in this situation because you then have to wait. You then have to sit there and wait behind someone every single time and then wait after they're done. I get it from the from the the idea of we've seen this show, we don't know the language, getting lost seems like the worst thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I get, I get that. that too. I very bad with directions. The ghosty challenge of all the things, just getting lost would be my full Achilles heel. So I get that. And also, I think it's hard for the twins not to work together. The twins that I get, I don't understand Eugenia Carrie D. Yeah. Well, Eugenia and Carrie D, I thought, approached it occasionally. I don't think they did this the whole time, but they approached it pretty smartly because they were like, we're going to go to the same general area. And then these two are really switch. close. So you go to that one, you go to that one, and then we'll switch. Yeah. Yeah. The so, twins went, we're going to this one. You go up, and then I come well, up. The twins also kind of don't make it to any. Yeah. While Melrose, if you had told me Melrose made it to all ten, I'd have been like, yeah. I think she it. makes it to like six. It's a lot. Five, I think. Yeah. I think she taps but out of five. But five in four hours is good. Yeah, she, the counter starts on, and then we just go back to the twins and it's zero. Oh my god. It's... But I, I do think that Melrose is the one who has clearly traveled the most out of yeah. these women. I just like how they're like, they're teaming up, they're teaming up. I guess I'll just go it alone. No, yeah. she goes, I didn't need a little counterpart, buddy. <laughs> okay, this angry cab interview where the camera's below her is surreal. <laughs> she says, I don't need a counterpart, buddy. And I better win because I worked my ass off today. It's weird. I get that, though. This is, I get that. I, I get that what she's saying. I'm just saying that she says it with a sternness as if she's like, so this is one, angry. But this is one time we're really seeing Carrie D, or I'm sorry, Melrose, outside of the other girls. I think Melrose is reaching her breaking point in this house, feeling like she is being bullied a little bit. Yeah, I think she, I think it's a mix of that. She's so frustrated. And I think it's also easier. When you're feeling like an outsider and there's way more girls left, that there's so much group activity that you actually don't feel that isolated that often. Sure. And I think once it, I think it happens a lot in the overseas that by then sometimes there's people who just don't have any of their best buds left and they're just lonely. Also, I think the prize and the reality that she could win is getting closer and closer. Is getting closer because as we'll see in the next episode, she is, as you're saying, breaking down. Yeah. I think Melrose is just also someone who doesn't do well when they have time for introspection because she's just much better when she is competitive, when she's working toward a goal in opposition to someone else. Like that's the thing that keeps her energy like moving forward. And I think when she has too much time to like think about the stakes because she wants it so much, it starts to weigh too heavily. That yeah. makes sense. Also, you know, to the, the, Alexander's point about the bullying, we also cut into Eugenia just being like, I just don't want Melrose to win. That's weirdly where the other girls are, especially Carrie D and Eugenia. It's not about them winning. It's about Melrose not winning. And I don't understand how they got to that place mentally that their goal is just anti-Melrose. Yeah. Because Eugenia... Oh, to me, it was just that thing where she's won so many that they want someone else to win it. But Eugenia's won more. Eugenia wins, yeah. Yeah. Fair. (laughs) So, so we I have I wrote down as many designers as I could. We Cita Mort, we have uh Julia Cher, the director of Cita Mort. We have 
at Robert Verino, a very confusing Tyron, because we meet Susanna Castano, and her Tyron is manager. And it seems like she's just the manager of this store. She's not a fashion person. <laughs> store manager. <laughs> yeah. And then we meet the man with the longest name, Jorge Pablo de Oliveira Terra. Olive Garden is what I wrote. Designer. Uh, and Melrose starts, keep, she keeps mentioning this fashion school thing. This is yep. now her new line for every designer. It's not a bad one when you're no, talking to great. designers. It's not a bad Not one just for designers. Oh, also yeah. for judges and all yeah. sorts of situations. Victoriano Simone. Julia Sohn, who is uh, Asian. We look at, we look at, we meet Julia a lot. It feels like most of them get to her. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. Miria Ruiz are all the designers that we meet. Yeah. And this is a group of designers. There's no, like, super mean one. Nope. Most They're all of normal. Them are nice. One thing we see in the Ghosties a lot is different reactions to Carrie D's particular brand of bubbly personality. Some seem to really love it. Some seem to, like, tolerate it. We see a lot of Eugenia not smiling. But also yes. a lot of people calling her elegant. Yeah. That becomes a big word that Spanish people use to describe Eugenia, which is not inaccurate. No, I think they like the look of Eugenia. Yeah. Uh, she just comes off cold, I think. And then they seem all really impressed by Melrose. Which, I mean... And then the twins, they don't get. Yeah. Also, I, I realized when I saw them first together, like... I mean, when the twins finally, after an hour, arrive at their first go see. But they're so far behind. The twins are so lost. Because go- street signs are the enemy. Because you can't find them. And then once you do find them, you can't read them. <laughs> so funny that they can't find a street sign. And I understand that in different countries, they're in different places. But they're still kind of You can find way. them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was very smart for them to ever go to anywhere together because you're going to instantly be compared. Uh, I know. Well, I think it's uh, Julie Sohn basically says like, yeah, they're very different. Amanda's better. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because I think Amanda's better in person. 100%. Yeah. Amanda's also, we don't talk about it that much, but Amanda's also just slightly more well-kent. Like, yeah. She usually like puts her hair back. She's a little bit yeah. like fresher looking. Michelle's always. very like, cool and chill and a little grungy yeah ever since she came out she's had that mm-hmm. chill energy that's yeah. just permeated everything so eugenia carrie D i want to make two okay. i want to make two notes one is that carrie D even says about herself and this is where they get the title of the episode being myself can get me far or it can put my foot in my mouth yeah and it's interesting to me that she never decides to tone herself down in response to that nope nope I think she's like, it's kind of worked for me. And I think yeah. it's a little that that idea of, well, it seems to help me more than it hurts me. So it's okay if I am not great in like two of the interactions, but in five of them, they really like it. Kind of a, a way of thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of that personality, the person who's... It's going to get me hired or not hired, but it's getting me hired more often more. than not, so I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Or that personality of that person that's just like, I'm going to always be me and love it or hate it. Yeah. I also just want to point this out because there is a talking head from Michelle that gets used twice in this episode at different points in the episode, and I thought it was really weird that they decided to use the exact same talking head <laughs> twice. She's talking about herself, and she says about modeling, I want it, but I don't know if I have it. This, mm, Which is the opposite of what is true. It is the opposite of what yes. is true. She this, has it and doesn't know if she wants it. There's a lot of 
buffoonery that goes around with the Michelle and Amanda thing. That's why sometimes it's actually hard for me to keep track of who is who. Not that they're super identical and also they have different looks and different personalities. It's very clear how the show is couching them. But sometimes Michelle just changes her personality. Yes. to like, Or at least her desires. I think she does it for Amanda. I think there are conversations we're not necessarily seeing mm. or that they're like twin languaging to each other tele- <laughs> uh, telepathically. <laughs> But, like, it seems like we're not getting a full story of what's going on. Hmm, that's interesting. I think that there's also just a lot of poor word choices about the twins, both from themselves and from the judges. Yes, that is true. Sure, I get that. So, Eugenia, Carrie, D, and Melrose all arrive at the same time, 552. Yeah. And they sit on a three-person couch, so even if someone else had made it on time, I guess they're just standing. (laughs) Michelle shows up because they separate. And I when? think this When and how? Michelle there, leaves Amanda. There is a moment where they just where they, they have a talking head where they're like, we wanted to stay together, but then at the end it just didn't make sense time wise. It's when they're panicking at the end. Yeah. So Michelle okay. leaves Amanda and she gets back at six twelve ish. And she's she like puts down her bag, picks it up, and is told she like told to leave. She comes in with a little bit of a stink attitude, too. She does. She puts out her bag and says, mm-hmm. late, I assume. And then picks it up and walks out. And sweet baby Poncho's like, yes, you're late. You're late. And he clearly has, like, a script he's been told to say, like, hello, Michelle. As you can <laughs> see, you're late, and I need to ask you to leave. I don't know why I'm giving him this accent. You guys know I can't do accents. And uh, you need to leave. <laughs> yeah. But a, a smile but also, on his face the entire, nothing phases Poncho. <laughs> late, I assume? You are late. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're late. Yeah. <laughs> And then Michelle arrives at like six thirty three. No, it's Amanda. Oh, yeah, Amanda. A- a- is the Amanda. I, yeah, I said yeah. Michelle first. Amanda arrives at six thirty three, and, and she her crying in the cab like sobbing. silently breaks my heart a little Ugh. bit. Especially since he wants it so badly. And Carrie mm-hmm. D, we see a shot of Carrie D snacking on peanuts on that couch while they're waiting <laughs> for the twins. Hey, nuts are a healthy source of energy and protein. (laughs) (laughs) So, Melra's critique. Most friendly, runway inconsistent, needs to practice in front of a mirror. Some some kind of surprising notes. Yeah. Like, usually the go-sees, I feel like, are just repeating what we've already learned about the contestants. I was a little surprised that the well, practice in front of a mirror thing. this there really hasn't been any focus on runway walk really yeah they haven't been... had to walk much at all and i have well throughout lately, the throughout the season found her walk really inconsistent actually well because this has been the cycle of funny walks I, that's the thing is i'm gonna say there actually has been a lot of emphasis on walking but it's been personality walking oh sure it's been mm. all those things because aj's whole deal was that she was the good walker yeah, it, yeah. It, but it was all just like, but you got to do it on cobblestone, on, on a teetering bridge, on rock and roll. Yeah, they haven't had a runway where it's just like, what do you look like on a street? Yep. And <laughs> on a spoiler, runway, <laughs> the final runway is not going to be it. Nope, nope. <laughs> this right. runway is about runway. <laughs> <laughs> this runway is about getting from point A to point B as quickly as possible. <laughs> Just kidding. Here's some wild boars. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Carrie D, uh, with a little practice, she could walk haute couture. Uh, she needs to improve her natural look. Less makeup. Carrie D just needs to stop wearing any makeup. Yes. They have and jewelry. Do her, 
oh, that jewelry, when the, the designer was pulling it off of her. <laughs> Just like, no, 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 none of this. A model should never come with necklaces and earrings. But it's true. How does she not know that? Even just if you've watched the show. I don't know. You th- you say that, but women have not had high heels before. That's true. Mm. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Any of us, and now look, we're doing a whole podcast about modeling, but here's one thing I've learned. If I was a model, a, a, a model on a go-see, we wear a black tank top. Yep. Jeans. Jeans. Yep. Heels. Yep. Like basic heels. Black not pumps. flashy. Black pumps. Probably hair pulled back in a pony. Yes. Uh-huh. And fresh, natural fresh makeup. makeup, no jewelry. That is what and one wear. giant tote. <laughs> yes, for your model <laughs> And a book. tote with purple dress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eugenia is told that they love her look, but she needs to work more on her personality. So that's the note we've gotten from yeah. her. And obviously Melrose mm-hmm. wins. And who does she choose? Carrie D. Which, what a bitch. Which, well, here's the thing. She has to pick one friend and it's like, well, what Eugenia? Okay. <laughs> Eugenia hates her and I has would, made it very clear. And she doesn't understand the twins. Yeah, and, well, she, I, I don't. don't think I feel like the them. twins weren't eligible to share. Like oh, they're not in the room. Maybe she would, could have picked Michelle then. No, I'm saying if they were allowed to win. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. In a world where she's got all the options, maybe she doesn't pick Carrie D. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love that Carrie D. Despite the fact that her and Melrose have this frenemy rivalry still gets to share in this prize just at a default yep it's great <laughs> and i love that i melrose is definitely a keep your enemies closer type oh of for sure and their prize is they're going to be treated like supermodels dinner with a personal chef you must have hated this i know you hate the personal chef coming to the house ones i just didn't this isn't very comfortable that's my problem with these personal chefs is like the kitchen is disgusting there's nowhere to sit <laughs> the other girls are around the other girls are just hanging out at one point eugene is walking around with a tomato and cutting it in her hand there's always a lot of tomato stuff when personal <laughs> chefs are happening and then eugene says that she doesn't care that melrose fishy. won yeah, because it smelled fishy, but she obviously does care a lot. Yeah, but I'm glad that I didn't eat anything off of that gourmet menu. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all, y'all, when Melrose opens the door for the personal chef, her hair did not know what was about to happen. She, she was so unready. It was like a bird's nest in the back with a braid down on the side. And she's like, oh, hello. I guess we're eating now. Oh, my God. Production didn't warn Melrose about something that was gonna happen. <laughs> this was the time. I will say though, those orange fancy drinks they got looked. No, I thought they looked fresh. Those look nasty. I oh, I thought they, they looked, looked delicious. I they looked delicious. I disagree. I was like, I ooh, blood orange margarita moment. Hannah, me and you have never hung out without Alex. When we get a chance to hang out without Alex, we're getting the orangest, freshest <laughs> drinks we can. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, a fresh orange cocktail. Ooh. <laughs> uh. The Tyra male says the photographer is going to bully you. (laughs) Bulls. Bulls. And they figure it out pretty quick. Yep. I didn't realize that's what the Tyra male is. That's such a basic pun. Yeah. It's not even like grab the bull by the horn. No. And then I think it's Eugenia says, I don't have a problem with a bull as long as it's fake. Yep. I stand. Well, because they're like, maybe it's a mechanical bull, which would have been a, a challenge that's less crazy, but also just top model enough. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that should have been okay. a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I, I stand for Melrose. I stand for her. 
this analogy that she comes up with, or this like is uh, this is to that is this is to that. You're talking about Carrie this wasn't Melrose. This is Carrie D. It was Carrie D. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. I wrote Melrose, <laughs> but it must. Oh, thank God. Carrie D says. Barcelona is to bulls as New York is to cheesecake. You know, in Barcelona, there's just like a classic bull on every corner. (laughs) And in New York, there's cheesecakes running at you. Oh, guys, we got to go to Barcelona and eat at the bull factory. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, oh, Junior's famous bulls. (laughs) (laughs) It's just. I just don't even think of cheesecake as iconically New York. Pizza. Or if you're going to continue the animal thing, pigeons. Pigeons is what I thought she was going to say. Yeah. And then Mr. Um, Ch- this is where I really stand for you, Gina. Yes. Oh, my God. I yes. know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> okay. Miss, Mr. <laughs> J comes out in a gold and seafoam green Tori Adorable outfit. And Hannah, please, <laughs> regale us. <laughs> And Eugenia sums it up. This is like the essence of Eugenia's best shade. Mr. J does not look like a matador. He looks like a man that put on a matador outfit. I think the specific thing was he looks like Mr. J in, in a, a matador, matador outfit. <laughs> I love it so and, much. And it's Mr. the perfect way to shade someone while only giving the facts. Yeah, and he's wearing so much eyeliner. Guy liner. So much. <laughs> And then we get this weird <gasps> sexual moment <laughs> where Miss, where Nigel comes out as the photographer and they like look at each other and look like they're going to kiss but also stab each other because apparently Nigel's the bull in this situation. But he's got the sword. Yeah. A stick. So they both are the matador? I don't know. Anyway, Nigel is the photographer for this. And get ready, because we've we've made the girls do a lot of dangerous idiocy. This, this is too much. Okay, but th- before we... It get, is too much. This there is, is too much. There is an editing shenanigan at this point. Because they go... Like, oh, this is great. Where they're like, release the bull. And then they clearly told everyone, like, run away like you're scared and it's chasing you. That never happened. <laughs> no, this was separate no. shots. That being said... The rest of it's not editing shenanigans. Yes. Also, you'll notice nope. Melrose sits right b- beside of Nigel because she's sucking up to a photographer. Melrose wants to win. Yeah. What a great song. Thank you. And this is where Carrie D says to Nigel. Out of kind of nowhere. And she does this weird sexual grip of the stick that he's holding. Yeah. And she well, goes. Well, this is also. So he's been holding the stick. Which has been unexplained up to this point. Unexplained. Unexplained. He's just holding a big old stick. Mystery stick. Because he's walking quietly but carrying a big stick. And then she says, did you pull that stick out of your ass from last panel? Did you just remove that from your ass from the last... The syntax of this sentence is bizarre. And then here's weird editing. I think she was trying to be like quasi-British. Maybe, but she was also she being Did you remove that accent. from your ass at the last panel? She did put on an but accent. But then she, like, jerks off the stick. Well, I mean, it's there. Here, the point is, <laughs> the next moment, though, isn't Nigel being upset. The next moment is weird, slowed-down moment of Nigel just walking away. Slow-mo. I'm going to say it. I don't think Nigel was upset in that moment. I actually think he was. Nope. 
You don't? I don't. I think... I don't think he was. I think that he doesn't like Carrie D. That's true. And has been wanting a reason, a reason to not like Carrie D. Yep. And then the show was like, oh, 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 we found it. Here it is. Maybe. I also thought that there might have been some homophobia in this. Like some fragile masculinity. Oh, well, I think when it concerns Nigel, fragile masculinity is always sure. on, the, Table. on the buffet as yeah. an option. But <laughs> That's we... on the menu tonight. <laughs> Woo! What's on the menu? You. Um, <laughs> I just, we would have seen the footage if he had been mad in that moment. Sure. And we had mm-hmm. too many editing shenanigans. And then the next thing is they've got their makeup on and Mr. J sans Nigel gives them this whole come to Jesus talk speech about it, but it's just a Carrie D and the other but girl also the other girls have to listen to it. It's so stupid. And also what a drag down of Carrie D out of nowhere. And then right afterwards, Carrie D does what I think probably most people would be like, was it that bad? I mean, no, it was inappropriate. I'm not saying it's, Look, we've been building to Carrie D saying something that was across the line because mm-hmm. we have seen her do this multiple episodes of just being a little too familiar, hey, a little too friendly, yes. whatever. And yeah, I think getting a little overconfident that people were loving her personality and now too much of it, as Tyra will eventually say, has flooded <laughs> everywhere. But the, and Melrose sums it up well. She was like, you did tell him to pull a stick out of his ass. Yeah. Like, it's not great. Yeah. Is it overblown right now? Yes. Yes, but it's, you yes. did say that. Yeah. That was something you did say. And out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't like you guys were joshing around. Yeah. I think that's, in fact, why Carrie D is surprised is because no one reacted in the moment. Sure. So she, like, said a thing and nothing happened. And she was like, okay, do to do, go get my makeup on. And then she gets publicly shamed. And then she's like, wait, was it bad? Because nothing in the moment indicated it to me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think sometimes, like, I think most of us have some sort of example of that in real life. Oh, yeah. That sometimes mm-hmm. someone will tell me later, like, oh, remember when you said that? That really upset me. And I'm like, what? But oh, in the like moment, you didn't see upset yeah. at all. And I'm so sorry. I had no idea that you were carrying that around with you. Yeah. But Amanda don't care. She's doing calisthenics by an ambulance. <laughs> This is my favorite uh, Amanda malapropism and Amanda propism, if you will. Great. My life is literally in the bull's hand. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure. And Eugenia, (laughs) Eugenia ain't about to be bucked by no bull. I loved her saying, I don't, (laughs) I, I'm not trying to get bucked by no bull. Oh, what a queen. I can't believe I've come around in Eugenia so hard. Right? I know. But I really thought of you this episode, JW, because of when you were talking about realizing how good she is with her body. Because oh. the shapes that she is making with her body during this photo shoot are just outrageously beautiful. Options, 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 every kind of thing. And it's like, it, and it, it to me, this ends up for me being my favorite shot that she ever yes. takes, the end result oh, photo. Oh, for sure. And also, I bet there were tons of other good ones. Oh, I bet. It's so funny to me that literally her truly, I mean, in person, they've got an issue with her too, but I've never, I don't think we've yet had a model whose deadness in her eyes is kind of her only thing that's negative. Yeah. Like if she had fixed that, she would have been a front runner the entire time. I agree. Instead of this, which kind of leads more credence to the why she stayed around because the show's editing made her seem 
worse but in you know i bet the judging panel was like well she's kind of good at everything but that one thing yeah you know anyway there's some heavy adr adr right, this deck and cape hold hold that like a cape because i'm going to be digitally adding it later they don't tell the girls that they're going to be digitally moving the bull what? nope <laughs> this bull didn't need to be here this bull did not need to be behind them and i thought it was just like huh, i was about to say bullshit but uh, <laughs> bullshit that i was like oh that bull's probably subdued and sedated over there it's not gonna kick it did clothes. charge amanda, it charged amanda. <laughs> well and if you're just if you're just gonna move the bull what is the point of having a live bull in the shot at all that's what i mean reality tv shenanigans but that's to why create I... the fear that produced all these great photos but that's especially because later and i am gonna jump ahead just for a second tyra sure makes this point of being like Nigel and the team did this amazing work in post to adjust these photos. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? I, if I were these girls, when I saw the, I would be so angry photos, I would be upset. Mm -hmm. Like, why did you put my life in? Because this is one of the very few times that like everyone was in danger, including production. They had to have, safety things and an ambulance on hand yeah that's what i mean even nigel like maybe nigel was the one really pushing the bull uh, who i i just i did not get this at all and, and michelle then has this storyline where because amanda got bad critique michelle is mad at mr j and nigel so she comes in with that energy because mm -hmm. she's just so mad well at amanda which is i think just them foreshadowing what's going to happen at the end of the episode. amanda does a really shitty thing here so she walks up to michelle and is saying how bad she did holding a ball of hair <laughs> and she's like bitching and then she says to michelle will you talk too much like she starts like lashing at michelle a little bit yeah and yeah. then michelle takes that and is like well i'm going to try to not try which actually ends up making her uh, better. She's best when she's not trying anything. Mm -hmm. First girl I've gotten on my knees for. Ugh. And yeah, she... Nigel Barker doesn't eat out women. No, thank you. <laughs> Only Michelle. Um, but yeah, I, I just... I don't like their interactions here. It, it would be better if there was only one twin at this point. Yeah, I think truly... And that twin should have been probably Michelle. Well, we can, yeah. Mm, see, I'm still an Amanda person, but that's neither here nor there. Which almost... I think I'm more an Amanda person as well, but the show just needed to choose. Yeah. yeah. It the show to... needed to pick Dawson or Pacey. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Amen. Amen. Perfect metaphor. I just, I think that that is the, what we're describing, though, and our discussion is the problem, is that we can't even decide as a, trio who we like better amanda and michelle and i think that's what happened on the show is that mm -hmm. they weren't there wasn't a distinction like we have with future sisters and twins yeah where there's a clear front runner between the two of them this time it was just like yeah they're kind of always different but also doing essentially the same amount of good yep. yeah anyway uh, melrose so has many... bad hands <laughs> yes and then there's so many ass shots of carrie d i want to call shenanigans on the show one more time Okay. I'm I think it's become clear that I'm basically standing for Carity. I like yeah. Carity a lot. I think she's beautiful. I think she takes great pictures. Yeah. Um and her brand of over the topness is something I respond to the same way we've been responding to Melrose's over the topness as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But 
the fact that they give her so much shit about being too sexy when she is the only one in shorts, shorts. really bugs me. It's so annoying. Because they put her in a pinup outfit and, and then, then tell her she's being too pinup-y. And makeup and hair. Mm-hmm. Like, Amanda gets this weird, like, artistic placement thing on the side of her face. Michelle. Michelle. The whatever. gold <laughs> Twin! <laughs> it, you know what Eugenia I mean? Eugenia gets, like a, like, a Star Wars hairstyle. Yeah, they all get these much more artistic moments. And they get, and like, they- exaggerated shoulders and ties and things. And, like, kind of an androgynous masculine moment for some of them. And then... We get booty shorts. Ba-na-na-na-na. Like, that's what Carrie D gets. She got the Britney music. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't... I don't get that. And she... right In this moment, right here, Carrie D apologizes to Nigel. And I'm going to say, I, I already feel like with uh, Alexander's energy that it's going <laughs> to change. I think right here in this moment, it's not perfect, but this conversation is pretty, like, normal. I agree that it's normal. It's not normal to be doing it in the ring with the bull. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> why, <laughs> why are they talking on the sand? Yeah. Go behind the wall. I don't Extremely understand. fair. Yeah, that's I fair. think it's I think fun. it's a thing where she was about to be done and walking off set and she was like if I don't do it now it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yes. But Nigel right here actually has a pretty common normal explanation of like hey like it, I'm a judge. I'm a professional. I'm just trying. Like this isn't something. This is something to get you in trouble. It's like very calm and for Nigel, like a really toned down, yeah, non-aggressive energy. And mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, in any other world, that should have been the end of this plot line. Uh, yes. agree. I think Carrie D doesn't help it in panel. No, she shouldn't have brought me. I don't. So, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. I don't know. Okay. See? So yeah. the panel. We had to panel. The Tyra look is great. Uh, but the Tyra picture? Photo? She's <laughs> That's the what bull? I'm saying. Where she's Taurus. I love the picture. What? I literally <laughs> what? wrote the sentence. Alexander's head must have exploded when he saw this picture. <laughs> I love this photo. What? Why? I love it. You ha- no, full explanation. I love that it's a little sassy. I love the nose ring. I love the horns. This is peak Tyra. It's nonsense. It's the correct <laughs> old, little old lady in the shoe. <laughs> like she's Mother Goose. I love this. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not posing with no bull, so I'm gonna be the bull. That's why I like it. <laughs> Alexander, this is as bad as the time you were on Bree's side in the Kimberly <laughs> argument. I'm still on Bree's side. This is I'm out of nowhere. Still on Bree's side. Love the bull photo. <laughs> this does this not what, track. <laughs> this is what the horoscope shoot should have been. This shall not stand. <laughs> that was your own Tyra 2 list, by the way. Bree, bull photo. Yep. And I said that Tyra looks like a little fancy Spanish teacher at panel. I do Ooh. like her hair. I do like her hair. The hair is fine. I don't like the, like, she looks like she's the teacher and this is her dinner outfit <laughs> in Spain. Like, this is our Spanish class trip. It's the final night of the trip. Yep. The kids can have a glass of wine and I'll just look the other way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's the cool, sexy young teacher. Oh, no, that's exactly what this is. Yes. so funny. Oh, no. <laughs> So, this was the first time I noticed the Paris cat cover. Uh, oh, uh-huh. It definitely happened in an earlier episode, but this is the first time I wrote it down. 
So get ready for reality TV shenanigans. Hold up. Before we do that, Tyra reality goes. Holla. <laughs> In this, as the saddest, scared little child. Well, she's just referencing Robin Manning's movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever possible. <laughs> Miss J has horn hair. This is I like cute. it. And Twiggy has a fun scarf look, like she's a gypsy. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a... <laughs> I don't hate it. Strong choice from Twiggy, who normally doesn't make strong fashion no. choices. And you know guests... what? We're just all making things out of shawls we find in our hotel rooms. <laughs> yes, we're all having fun, because we're bored. Did you, got, did you girls find a shawl in your bedroom? I hid it for you. <laughs> you girlies? <laughs> you girlies is great. And our guest is obviously the incomparable Pancho Saula. Oh. <laughs> How did the rest of the judging panel not slip away from all the wetness <laughs> that he created from everyone in the room? So you were saying. Oh, so reality TV shenanigans. They're here. So, this It's time for we want you to say who has the most potential and the least potential one at a time. So I wrote them all down. Yeah. Melrose goes first, and Melrose Melroses by saying Melrose is having the most potential. Like it was should. a mistake to actually make Melrose go first because it ruined this panel challenge. I'm actually surprised. I just I thought they I assumed they all learned from the lessons of cycle four. Maybe. Yeah, but I'm also yes, very true. But also, I'm surprised at something that we can discuss once we've read all of them. But she says smartly, Eugenia, uh huh, as the worst. And um, she was like, everyone else talks about it, and it's scary to hear nothing from Eugenia. Yep. Great read. Super then, evocative, yeah. Eugenia goes, and uh, she says herself, sure, but then I'm surprised instead of saying Melrose is the least, she says Amanda. I think it's useless to say Melrose. It would seem catty to say Melrose. Yes, I, guess. I agree with that. But as much as, it's interesting, though, because that means as much as Carrie D, Eugenia, people hate Melrose. They're realistic. Yes. Which is mm -hmm. interesting because these girls are smart. Carrie D says herself and then Hold says on. I want to. I just want to interrupt you for one second, JW, sure. because I think this is Eugenia's greatest moment of game playing in the competition Ooh. where she talks about how she's gone on a journey. Yes. Yes. You're right. Because Tyra, Tyra eats that up with a freaking ice cream scoop. Yeah. Yum, 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 she's yum, like, yum, oh, yum, I yum. love that. I love. Did you hear that journey? Oh my god, she repeats it. She tells the girls about it and later and also when Eugenia gets her picture. Uh-huh. It's like, you're right. It is so smart that Eugenia has realized her narrative, seized upon it, yep. and is letting her take it to the final three. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. so, and it is like a Tyra talk show narrative. Yes. Uh-huh. Eugenia knows how to play games. Yep. yep. Carrie D's split is herself for best, Amanda for worst. Amanda's is interesting. It's weird. Because she says, well, I don't, I would say myself, but I don't feel the need to talk about myself. Which, okay, fine. Mistake. M total mistake. And also, it can just be a freebie if I help some other girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she says Eugenia with the most potential, which is interesting. I think she says Eugenia because it's the easiest person to beat in her mind. Yeah. I'm just almost surprised she didn't do like a, my sister. I don't know. No, because I'm surprised that she didn't say who has the least potential Michelle. That's the energy that Amanda comes in with. That's true. But I don't uh, think she would actually go so far as to say that. Yeah, I think they're too best friendy. But she says Carrie D is the least potential. She's the only person who says Carrie D. She, I'm, I think Amanda's like, 
say Eugenia because she's going to be easy to beat, and say Carrie D because she's hard and she had a bad week. Yeah, but she also mm-hmm. then explains her choice by saying that Carrie D has that country girl look. <gasps> that Pollyanna look that you hate. So- remember? <laughs> remember? Amanda listens. Amanda Farms remembers. <laughs> <laughs> and the Michelle does her Michellist to not say herself and say Carrie D has the most and maybe she has the least. And then she reminds us of Brooke again. I know. Brooke is just... Brooke became the Cycle 7 symbol for girl who wants it and didn't get it. Yep. Um, And then... Why did I put who was first Melrose? Melrose was first. <laughs> yeah, but why did I ask <laughs> myself the question in my notes? Oh, because Tyra goes... Who's first? Looks at a piece of paper. <laughs> Melrose. <laughs> I did, guess I didn't realize that Tyra and or production had actually put a list of the order and Tyra wasn't just saying them as she saw them. Pleased or something? I, I don't know. We never have seen this. Kind no, it, of like, it would have to be because the production has to set up the photos. Which I totally get. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. I've just never. Th- this was just such a cheap way to show us that that was. They could have just edited that out. Yeah. You love ADR everywhere else, and you couldn't have just shown the girls in it. Who's first? Melrose. Melrose. <laughs> just, I don't know. It was really weird. I got so angry when I saw these photos, and I was reminded of them, and how unnecessary this stupid bull was. Yep. That being said, I think there's a lot of good modeling on display. I agree. Agree. I just, once I saw the photo, I was like, this is so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Melrose is first. I love her face. I hate this photo. Really? Yeah. I don't like her face in this. I actually. also don't like her face. Why? Tell she, me. She reminds me of like Matador Barbie in this. Everything is like, you know how you've pointed out before that Melrose loves a severe angle? Yep. Mm-hmm. It feels like she's wax or plastic. Yeah. It just feels very like tight and a little pinched to me. Yeah. I and guess... the the body is not... I wish you were doing something more dramatic with her body. Yeah. And the way she's holding the stick is weird. I don't... I... Yeah, I guess for me, when I look at the picture as a whole, of all of them, this... No, that's actually not 100% true. It's a little uncanny valley to I me. A, I was about to say that Amanda... Uh, that, that she was the one that looked the most like she ended up doing something matadory, but actually Amanda's the one who yeah. looks the most matadory. I just... I like her face, and I think her body ends up being the most kind of weirdly basic of everybody's. Oh, for sure. But it's like capable. Mm-hmm. All for me, uh, it sounds like you guys don't like this, but for me, there's not like a clunker in this bun. No, I no. Don't, well, I, there's not a clunker. Well, and, and a lot no, of for me there is. Well, a lot of it for me though is the fact that all the post production aside. Although I do say the post production on these capes ended up being very no, nice. No, it actually is yeah. good. Um, yeah. They're, they kind of are just getting to model clothes. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? So I think this is nice. And this almost always happens when we get to the final four, final five, whatever, is there's at least one shoot that's like, okay, you're finally going to get to do something maybe a real model would do. Here's just some nice clothes. Now, they obviously had the bull and all the crazy, but like, right. yeah. Eugenia is next. And this photo gives me so much life. Everything oh, about this so photo. good. It's, Her face is like, okay, it's good for you, Gina. It's, yeah, it's elevated face for you, Gina. But this body on the tiptoe and the way that ca- she's holding the cape. Well, and also, I think this is one where the post-production team was inspired and made the cape have a shape that worked with her body. Yes. 
Yeah. She's she's so stretched out and elongated and curved at the same time. It doesn't look like Eugenia. Because I think it's so good. Who could it possibly be? Even Tyra's like, you were given so much and I can do a lot of things. I can't do that. And yeah. then I do like Miss Jane being like, why is there a picture of me up there? <laughs> I'm not giving her credit for my photo. <laughs> fashion witch again. How long are we going to be haunted by this fucking fashion witch? <laughs> Forever. It's a witch. It's a witch ghost. <laughs> but I love this photo. Every time Eugenia. we show that photo, though, Mike Rosenthal gets into the residual check. Well, okay. And I like that it's keeping him in tiny gray button down charts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Michelle is next. I ain't. I just don't think this looks like what the brief is. She was told, she was told uh, that even though she didn't make the ghosty like time limit, she was apparently had the strongest portfolio. Is what the design. Oh yeah, can we talk about these shenanigans also? That these girls don't get bitched out for being late. Yeah. Yeah. Because normally they always get the Tyra speech about time is money and you can't be late and blah 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 blah, and that like it never even gets mentioned. And they basically compliment Michelle mm-hmm. by and they, have the best portfolio. She does have a strong portfolio, but a lot of these girls have strong portfolios at this point. I would argue everyone but Eugenia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this couldn't have been her best photo, right? This is done. This is done to make the end of this episode make sense. I think she probably had more good photos, but this is really good. I think I like this photo actually. I think the face work is really strong. I can't get over how she always, and it may just be the way her hand shaped. It's the same hand that she oh, has the, the space shoot. She, the she loves. She has such a separation between her. She middle must have a lot of like mobility always. in her fingers. Yeah, spider. Mm. I mean, it's not terrible. I just, I, I, there must have been a better photo from what we saw of the shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Amanda is next. I like Amanda's because I think this looks the most like there's a moment happening Matador-wise. I don't like this photo. Really? You can't I don't see like this half photo her either. face. Okay. Uh-huh. Agree. And they're like, oh, your face looks great. And I'm like, you can't see it. I just think a moment's happening. I think this is the most Matador of any of them, if you were going to take a moment. Because I it guess, looks like he's nothing... just running by and she pulled the cape up. I, ju- I guess, but it has nothing to do with, with anything she's doing. Other and she's not. Her. Then she's not doing it enough. She needed to like put her arms all the way back and like arch her back, instead of like putting her arm halfway in front of her face. Well, yeah. and they do say they mostly compliment it from waist up, and because I do agree that the legs don't have attention to them that this was needed. No. Mm-hmm. Also, are these proportions weird again? Is she five feet taller than this bull? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they know what to do with the twins' bodies sometimes. But, like, a man, a Michelle isn't that much bigger than the bull. It's weird. This is, the post on this is not as clean as it is on the other ones. Yeah. All the post-production team really at some point didn't understand objects. Because she can size step ratios. over that bull. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Twins coming through. One giant leap for bull kind. <laughs> I think part of it is that they're on the same plane. Sure. Sure, 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 okay. sure, sure. Uh, and Carrie D is last. And this is a clunk or a photo for me. But before we get to the photo, Carrie D did the wrong thing, in my opinion. And Hannah's going to disagree. I don't think she should have brought mm-hmm. a thank you uh, a thank you note. Because it's not an apology letter either. 
she's like, thank you, Tyre, for this opportunity. And thank you, Miss J, for this. And thank you, Twiggy. And thank you, Knight. It's very, and it's so crumply. I don't, I, I didn't think the note needed to happen. What do you think, Anna? Here's why I think it was the right thing to do. I think if she hadn't done it, she would have gotten raked. She would have gotten red. If she had got, if she had just come up and not said anything, I think getting out in front of it was the right thing to do because Tyra would have like let her have it if she hadn't walked in prepared with something. But it wasn't an apology. It was a thank you note. Well, well because she are she already did apologize. Yeah, had I agree. I, which is why I don't think the note. And well, the other, well, the other thing that I was like shenanigans on the judges and why I thought the note was the right call is that she says in the note. I want to represent all of you and top model by being respectful and classy and blah, blah, blah. And then Nigel repeats that back to her like she didn't just say it. And like he wasn't apologized to. This would have have made a little bit more sense if the apology had not happened. Exactly. Like, but I will say, I, I agree with Hannah definitely on one point that I think contestants on Top Model have wised up Yes. And have realized that they need to really harness and take control of their narrative. That's true. Similarly, Tal Brooke, when she was about to have her Tiffany moment, was like, no. yelled up, was like, I'd rather be here. Like, and she just kept saying it while Tyre was talking. So yeah. Brooke was like, you can't edit me out saying this. this and they have to this. play it to Tyra, just like Eugenia played to Tyra in this episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just hate the way they keep making this a thing with Carrie D and keep making her cry when it was one joke, strong choice, wrong choice, mm-hmm. but she's apologized basically twice now. Yes. Yes. And the fact that they act like she says about herself that she's trying way too hard, that she's trying so hard it's ruining her, which I think is accurate. She's giving to, she's been told she's personality yes. girl. So she's overdoing it on personality. That's true. But the fact that they've decided that her narrative is, oh, she got too cocky and she thought she had it sewn up and she doesn't care. I don't understand how they got there because it's just not what she presents to them at all. Right. Yeah, I don't. Unless there's stuff that's being edited out, but she's never once come across arrogant. No, no, that's not been it. I'll say it in general. I think this has been. A group of girls. No one's arrogant. No one's ever been that arrogant, like at least presentationally wise in front of panel. Like it's Yeah, Eugenia in the audition, but that's it. Yeah, and she dropped that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As soon as she was awful. And like, yeah, it's mostly been a group of girls with low self-esteem and full self-image issues. (laughs) 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 But at least yeah, but again, the opposite for Melrose's confidence. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this photo, it's definitely very draggy, but that's not necessarily her fault. This makeup is nonsense. I agree. I like the p- body positioning actually quite a lot. I think she's arching more than the other girls, and there's like an arm moment happening. I think she needed to pop her eyes open more. Yeah. Well, I got to say, if you don't like Amanda's, in my opinion, you can't like Carrie D's because you that's also what I sa- can't see their face. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I don't like Carrie D's. Yeah. I said it was a clunker. I I like it more than Amanda's. I mean, I think you can see more of her face than you can in Amanda's because her arm isn't literally in front of it. Um, But she needed to like arch her neck more and pop her eyes more open. Mm. 
But it's, I like the body more than Amanda's. I like the legs and I like the arms and shoulders. Yeah, the, more. the body is more intentional than Amanda's. Yeah. It is interesting that thinking about Carrie D's body of work and portfolio, that she almost has a signature pose where it's like legs very outstretched. Yeah. Because if you think this is actually a pretty similar body positioning to her elephant shot. Yep. And that could be like a thing that becomes like her signature thing. That kind of strong, wide. Yeah, power pose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ponche doesn't say a word in panel. He just needs to sit there. It's fine. Which is funny, though, because he seems like someone who would have opinions. Yeah. He's like a pretty yeah. big deal. He's the owner of Elite, right? Yes. It, or he's director of Elite Barcelona, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He's just the owner of my heart. <laughs> panel. Panel. Twiggy wants Michelle a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Eviscerated. Twiggy comes for Nigel in a I love... Way. I love that she pushes back against Nigel. I love it so much. She's gaining. She, we're watching Twiggy over cycles find herself as a judge. And it's yeah. kind of fascinating to watch because I'm rooting for Twiggy all the time. And then she's like, well, that's your opinion, not mine. Well, okay. <laughs> Twiggy, Twiggy's <laughs> like, hi, I'm a strong woman and super famous and rich. <laughs> You're not going to get me to apologize to you, Nigel Baca. You know who stands for Michelle? Poncho. What does he say? He's just like, nope. She's like very interesting to look at. And that's what's interesting because if you're just meeting these people for the first time, it makes sense for someone like perfect baby angel Poncho to <laughs> to like them because he's like new, fresh, modern face. Yes. I, you know, am a director of a place that's always looking for the now. And I've only seen one week where they seem fine. They were late. Yeah. But like he liked her look. Yeah, exactly. So I, I get that. Also, what this is bullshit about Melrose is perfect at everything. Great, great, great. But does she have the X factor? Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Her X factor is being 70. <laughs> Why can't that be an X factor? <laughs> she makes her own clothes and get went to fashion school. Uh. This I, is where the language around the twins gets really wrong. Mm-hmm. And they said something to Michelle. They said to Michelle, not during regular panel, not private panel. Regular that panel. That she doesn't know how good she is, which is not Michelle's problem. Michelle knows that she's good at modeling. She just she doesn't, doesn't want to do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and they it's- keep talking about how, like, Michelle doesn't have the confidence. No, it's Amanda that doesn't have the confidence. <laughs> like, can you tell them apart? Amanda has the drive. Michelle has the talent. Put them together in the uh, the most supermodelly model that ever modeled. Yeah. Michanda. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Michanda. She's and too powerful. Because otherwise, if you put Amanda first and then Michelle, it's basically the name Anchel, and then Anchel just appears. Anchel. Anchel. All right. Call out order. Party wishes. <laughs> Call out. Party wishes. This is the last time we're going to get to talk about it. That the twins have competed the way in season three of Flavor of Love. Together. Thing, thing one and thing two. Thing one and thing two. <laughs> Crazy problematic names. <laughs> that <laughs> for a while, if you've never watched Flavor of Love. They first, shared a clock. I don't know if I'll recommend it. No. But it's a show that existed. And I did watch all three seasons. Yeah, of, of course. Me too. And in the third, they had twins. One of whom ended up winning. Winning. Yeah. Thing two. Thing two. Yeah. 
And for a while, all the girls always got an individual clock around their neck. And then similar to the Bachelor Rose ceremony, they would come get your clock. And yeah. they would get the clocked, like Flavor of Love famously wears. <laughs> the twins for half come the season. get the clocked. Yeah. It, they had for, to share a for clock. For the first half of the season, they shared a clock, which meant not that they each got their clock at the same time. Or half a clock. There was one big clock necklace, so they had to stand close enough that it would fit around both of their necks. What if we were the fools and the panel were the fools the whole time and Michelle and Amanda were actually switching back and forth through the whole competition? We know they loved that. That's why they were so angry at their makeovers, because they do love a twin jest. I love a twin prank. Mm -hmm. I just wonder. Like, is there a world where the twins just competed together and they were like, and twin photo, and that was enough? I mean, because, <laughs> okay. Well, so. that's why Amanda was facing the wrong way in the bobbles, because they <laughs> had to be like facing each other. Aww. Okay. So, call out order. Eugene is first. Which, good for Eugene. Correct. Oh, correct. correct. Amanda Tyra ate, uh, I, I said it before, but she ate that journey up. Slurp. A slurp. That Spanish journey. The ice cream cone of journey. Mm. Then Melrose gets second call out. Correct. Which is also yeah. correct. Yeah. She won the challenge. But then Carrie D gets third call out. Because they wanted the drama of the twins in the bottom two. I guess. But. So it leaves Amanda and Michelle. Wait, 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 wait. Please wait, do wait, not wait. blow past. You have a man behind me to thank for forgiving you. Oh. <laughs> You better thank that man. Mm-hmm. I apologize to that here. hat while you're at it. <laughs> it's just Melrose's hat. It's AJ's <laughs> AJ's holy hat. I, it's just a language thing. Like just if even if Tyra had said, "You have a judge behind me to thank." Yes. Mm-hmm. It would have been stupid, but not but weird. man. <laughs> or even you have a man behind me to thank for keeping you in instead of forgiving you. Yes, yes, for believing in you. You have a, a man behind me to thank for believing in you as a mod. A person. Mm-hmm. A great, a great. But also, I've never heard you get so Southern when you're like, a man. A man. A man. <laughs> Ooh, a man. Mama, who is that man? Ooh. <laughs> I got the vapors from that also, man. Also, Carrie A thought she was at least in the bottom two or definitely going yeah. home and she's full sobbing. Mm-hmm. And then yes. Melrose gives her the biggest hug. What a bitch. Ugh. Okay. So I also you... want to note here, just while I'm on the Nigel tip, that for the past Ew. several oh episodes... Oh my god, Hannah. Hannah. Uh, you know what? I said it. Whatever. He should be so lucky. <laughs> That's right. That this whole time, for the past several episodes, while Tyra is doing the photos, he sits behind her with the deadest yes. eyes. The deadest, angriest eyes. Like, he just is upset that he has to be there to see well, this. Well, to be fair, he is seeing his favorite people in the bottom. But yeah. this is not like, this is not the first time this has happened. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I've noticed it too. I've noticed it. There's a future episode where I also notice a judge's weird eyes while Tyra. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So Amanda and Michelle are in the bottom and Amanda goes home. Okay. Or I'm sorry, Michelle goes home. <laughs> Didn't plan it. <laughs> Nope. Oh my god. I think conspiracy theory. I think Miss Michelle told production that she would leave if Amanda got sent home. 
because she's weirdly calm throughout Ooh. this whole thing. She's like smirking. Yeah. And it seems like she told them, like, if you send Amanda home, well, I'm just going to also go home and then you're going to get fucked over in your yeah. show. Amanda mm-hmm. Wolf is more than me. Uh, I, okay. And, pa- but, and Tyra. Oh, well, hold up. Hold up. I have to bring up Brooke at least one last time. Do it. Because when Tyra says, between the two of them, one of you has the passion and one of you has the great pictures, which, first of all, Amanda has a lot of great pictures. Yeah. Let's stop gaslighting us. She has. She has the Eugenia-level pictures for the first half. <laughs> yes. <now>. But, <laughs> and Eugenia's even better now. But, like, Tyra goes, well, Amanda, passion is so much more important. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Brooke was mm-hmm. sent home, for- and you gave her the opposite speech. Yeah. That you, you have all the passion in the world, and we love you, but you just ha- your pictures aren't good enough. They, How yep. dare you? How dare you? I was so infuriated. I don't care what the reason is. I liked Amanda better. I wanted Amanda to stay. But to but to mm-hmm. say that sentence when you sent so many girls who are passionate off and Christian. kept Jada around for so long. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was so <sighs> curious. I, me too. Because also, it's I would a also modeling like competition. I like to call... I would like to call Tyra shenanigans okay. on her saying that at the beginning of the competition, she thought the twins would be in the final three. Lies. Lies and Minnelli. Remember Lies. when Miss J barely let her let them on the show? <laughs> uh, I wish we'd gotten Miss J after she said that. Just being like, I didn't. <laughs> Still can't walk. Okay, so we're going to do something a little special, guys, because my update the twins is almost the exact same okay. thing. Yeah. So I, we're gonna discuss oh. a quick little Reddit post, and oh, then yes. next week we'll go over. Sounds good. The twins. I'll go ahead and give you a little sneak peek. Their last name is Babin, B A B I N, and a lot of people in the top model fandom call them the Babin twins. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and they're one of the, they would have also been decent All Stars people because they end up coming back at two different cycles as guests. Right. So like they were huh. someone that top model fandom and top model themselves really like, and both times it was both of them. Yeah. So, yeah. I I love anytime any of y'all mention us on Reddit. It's really great because a lot of times on Reddit, it's part of the subreddit ANTM, and it means that there's like a discussion happening that one of our episodes brought about. Yeah. You know. So this one's called Camille Cycle Two. Oh my okay. gosh. Yay! So someone on the subreddit recommended the brilliant Pod Leadum. And once I ran out of listening to the cycles I'd already seen, I decided to watch Cycle 2 for the first time. The podcast hosts are self-proclaimed Camille apologists, and so am I. <laughs> I, think she's, I think she's so fine, and it was such an odd choice to paint her as the villain. It is, a, is it a pretty general consensus that she is actually pretty A-OK? <laughs> A-N-T-M, okay. Yeah, right. Or is she going to get a hell of a lot worse after episode five? No. And which villains do you think were actually pretty solid humans? Which we do, so we talk about so much in yeah. the podcast. Um, and a lot of people feel the same way. One person mentions, like, uh, there's a whole discussion about how Alexandria in Cycle uh-huh. 16 isn't as bad as people say. And people mostly have the consensus that we did that Camille's not, at least in this post, Camille's not a villain. The only super questionable thing is the was the eating disorder. Calling out. Calling yeah. out. Yep. Kind of thing where she was like, and they were like, maybe that was editing shenanigans. Who you know, that was the only like villain 
super heel turn yeah. that mm-hmm. everyone on this thread is the same way of like yeah it seems like camille was fine and just like had flaws as a person and Joanna is a witch <laughs> yeah and there's a melrose discussion too where people are like yeah that whole melrose angel thing it seems like melrose is mostly trying to help yes and here's another one that mentions us specifically oh good and i kind of want to read all three uh quotes in this and Do then it. we will close this episode so first of all i love this person's name because the person's username is just not the most creative which is fun cute yeah number one <laughs> number one i love pod lead number two Yay! i agree i agree that camille was pretty cool and not actually very mean <laughs> number three i think eva melrose kenya and dominique <gasps> are also better slash more likable than their edits made them out to be which is what we've all said reply the yes. girls the girls were straight up cruel to Dominique in her season. Fuck Whitney and Claire. <laughs> can't, and now I can't wait to revisit because I don't remember that drama at all. So I can't wait to feel, see what I that is. I don't either. Yeah. And if you also can't wait to revisit that drama, Ooh. you should rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Do like uh, Not That Creative did. Go and post about us on Reddit. Review us. Tell your friends. Every little bit helps to really get the Podletum Hive to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you anytime any of you reach out to us. We always obviously at the end of these episodes give our IG handles and our Twitter. And I love, I got a direct message recently from someone that's just like, I fucking love Podletum. It warms our hearts yeah. because. Yeah, like, it never gets old. Never. Ever. Yeah. We say that now. <laughs> and our favorite moment, well, it's been a long time. We're up to cycle seven. I agree. Our favorite thing and the and a thing that's such an important part of me and my friendship with the two of y'all was always talking about America's yeah. Top Model. And I, this yeah. is what I look forward to every time we record. I love these days. Hannah was just telling me the other day, she was like, you know, I look forward to the next time we get to record. Yeah, it's it's nice to to like our job a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to like our job a little. You can find me anywhere at Yet Charming. I am mostly on Instagram at Hannah Jane Ginsburg. Please send me your improved bull photos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Photoshop Challenge, ANTM. And I'm JW Crump um, on Twitter. I said that backwards, but whatever. It's just my name. <laughs> and don't forget to use the hashtag podleadum anytime you post about us uh, so that we can see it and heart it and maybe retweet it. Also, there was a Reddit post that was like, but they know that's not actually. And then someone else was like, that's the joke. (laughs) (laughs) This is how comedy is. Thank you. Tyra opened this box. (laughs) And we just enjoyed the box. Yep. So for Podleadum, I've been Alexander Price. I'll be Hannah Jean Ginsburg. And I'm JW Crump. And we'll see you on top. Podletum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10x10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders.